All right, welcome to Side Dish, a podcast about Longmont, all the stuff you want to know and very little that you need to know. I'm Eric Ozumpa. I'm Brady Steffel. So, Brady, how are things? Things is good. Things is good. Did you watch the, the big game? Uh, yes, I watched the big game, and yeah. of course we can't talk about the outcome because we're actually doing a pre-recorded That's right. uh, uh, one of these. But um, again, we can't mention it either by name because it's trademarked. So. Right, yeah, uh, without the express written consent of the NFL. Yeah. Ooh, and the music's coming back. Isn't that great? Yeah. <laughs> Real elegant uh, engineering there. today. Yeah. We'll yeah. power through. It's all right. We will. All That's right. All. Um, so for our buzz of the day, we were going to go around and talk a little bit about Prospect and some of the things that are going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, we can kind of poke in a little bit. There's not too much on the development side that kind of looking at planning and zoning and some other things that are mm-hmm. going around. There's not a heck of a lot going on right now as far as new businesses and that sort of thing. But we certainly assume that in the spring that will totally change but sure yeah, yeah and prospect is an, an interesting is it an experiment is it, it's like a planned community it's just a i mean mm-hmm. i think everybody that's here has been through there at least once and gone, oh this place is cool yeah like, i mean it's very cool charming things. it was uh somebody once told me it was kind of the um the result of people not being able to kind of add on to their homes like an old town Mm. And so Can we not? I don't think that's true, but I think it's I think it's kind of silly. I think that's not true at all. But basically, it was you know uh, a really neat development. It's won several awards. It's really cool. I think it gave it the promise of kind of live and work mm-hmm. and kind of community and mm-hmm. really kind of neat idea. But you know, I think you had said this one time. You know, the whole grocery store thing, or no lack grocery store is yeah. is probably one of the bigger. That's going to be and one of the Lucky's is kind of a bummer too. Now that Lucky's is gone, so. yeah. Um, Speaking of adding on, man, uh, here's something buzzy. There's a house went up for sale close by to me the other day for $300,000. And it's, I mean, it's the size of my house. And it was a feeding frenzy. Oh, it had to be. That's really ridiculously low. I mean, it was, it's pretty beat up. I mean, the shingles were done and, I mean, everything else just needs to work. But I'm guessing somebody's going to strip that thing and off the races. And then the one across the street, directly across the street from it, is listed for $570,000. So there's the potential there. So no, no, um, there's no like assumption made there that are basically trying to move away from you. Is that one? <laughs> Get out of here! I don't want you anyway. Exactly. Anyway, so in, yeah, I mean, you can definitely add on an old town. It's it's being done yeah, all over the place. It is. But uh, prospect, yeah, it's been sort of an odd ending because the the rib house closed down recently. Two dog diner closed down recently. Um, and I don't want to, you know. Get all the the fire and doom and gloom out of like people. Yeah, get, I mean, things, like, other new things will spring up, of course. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, there's there's probably something in it where, with the revitalization of other parts of town, you know. Uh, and I will tell you, one of the things that makes me sad about Prospect is the fact that you know they did that whole uh, Monday night event where mm-hmm. it was kind of Prospect sound mm-hmm. bites for a while, mm-hmm. and it seemed like it was going really well. And I know that um, the Rip House owner was was part of that. I mean, she was pretty instrumental in getting that started, and. And then it just kind of merged into a kind of a new a new thing, and it's just unfortunate that that didn't continue because I think a lot of brought a lot of vibrancy and a lot of um, fun to I, the whole area. I enjoyed that actually. We we used to go to that because we have friends that live out in the Clover Basin area, mm-hmm. and we live in Old Town, and there's not like there's nowhere sort of in the middle where you go. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll meet up here. Yeah, uh, especially for me with my. Uh, like very limited diet, so you we we would go out there because food trucks. There's something for everybody. And that was fun, and I like the food truck scene. And I think what it was really neat about it is is that that little pocket park in Prospect is privately owned, so hmm. they could have open containers and stuff on there, which was kind of cool. Hmm. And I think that's what really made it unique. And I'm, 
you know, I don't know if people just got tired of how many crowds were down there, but I just can't help but think that it was a pretty cool thing to yeah. get businesses and stuff there and get them, you know, because I imagine people spilled out and went to various restaurants afterward or maybe checked in before or learned about way new to things. Like and, yeah. Get a prize to the part of town that you don't really get. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. it is, I mean, it's a distinct community and mm-hmm. it, it feels a little insulated. Yeah. And so you go in there and you're like, oh, neat, there's some shops. But I wouldn't say that, I mean, the, is the bagel place still open? Is the what? Bagel place? Yeah, the bagel okay. place. Yep, Bad, Big Daddy's or whatever. Right, and yeah. I've heard it's good still things. There. Oh, it's good. Yeah. It really is but good. But for me, I can't eat gluten, so yeah. I'm not going to go down there for that. And I just feel like it's it's a bit harder to get to than yeah. other places. And so, eh. Yeah. Uh, but I yeah. think that the architecture is really, really cool. Oh, it's uh, awesome. It's a cool It's a cool community. It's just a shame that um, some of those businesses just haven't uh, yeah. had the success. But yeah, so there's a, a few storefronts, and we're, we're wishing them all the best down there. I haven't seen a lot of uh, financial planning firms and stuff in that area. <laughs> yeah, there's quite a few offices and other things. There's a gym now on 287, I noticed. There's a new gym, and then there was something else that was new, and I want to say it was a spa, okay. which to me seems really apropos for the area. So, yeah. yeah, so... Um, we're wishing them the best. If anybody's got more info or that that insider feeling from living down in Prospect, having somebody works down there, uh, that's kind of the thing that I, I'd love to hear from people about. Yeah. Because we can sit here and go, oh, you know, exactly. but that's not where we live. And so the day-to-day, I don't I don't know what the feel is down there. Um, yeah. So I'd love to hear more. Yeah, info at sidedishlongmont.org is how you can get a hold of the uh, the business, too. So, you know, the I business? Got... I should say the Side Dish Podcast. Yeah, the Side the Dish business. Podcast. Yeah, yeah, no, get a hold of us. So You have a quiz over there, it looks like. <laughs> a little or, quiz. Or a little information session. It's kind of one of those things that uh, old-timers will bring out. Yeah, parties. do you remember how much yeah. eggs used to cost? <laughs> you used to be able to get a bowl of soup for a nickel. <laughs> Dollars not worth anything. <laughs> 62 cents at the Hy-Vee, you can get a cup of coffee. So, yeah. No, I got a, a cost of living sheet here from 1971. So, so this is the national, right? I think this is actually It's got to be national, right? I can't remember. Oh, okay. I'm a really good researcher and guy to have on this you show. Are, you general. are a good Never researcher. Know yeah, so what was the average when, in 1971? What do you think the average cost for a new home was? Uh, $10,000. Oh, that's, uh, that'd be well cheap. No, oh, okay. How much? Twenty-five. Oh, okay. Twenty-five, two. Yeah. New car though, this one's always fun. What do you get? A new car, nineteen seventy one. Thirty six twenty five. Thirty five. Thirty five sixty. Okay, man. I cheated. 35. I looked at the sheet. Oh, that. I'll do it. Average rent. <laughs> oh, what? A hundred bucks. One hundred fifty. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And gasoline. What do you get for per gallon? In seventy one, probably fifty five cents. Forty. Forty Oof. even, yeah. I do remember. You see, and that, I remember that as a child. Like that was always the price of gas growing up was like fifty five cents. I remember my people I knew were, were railing when it went over a buck. Oh, I know. Isn't that funny? I was, yeah. I was there for that. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to find one. And you and I have both have been abroad, and when you're paying nine dollars a liter, you really appreciate how cheap gas is here in the United States. Yeah, because we had a diesel. We had a Ford diesel, and it was it was getting like fifty miles a gallon. And I was so happy because it was unbelievably expensive to fill up over there. Yeah, we have it pretty good uh, for that. Forty cents a gallon, eight cents for stamps. Granulated sugar was sixty-two cents for five pounds. Vitamin D milk was only a was a buck seventeen. That seems kind of high. It does because it's what twice that now, ish. Yeah, I mean you can get organic milk for like three bucks on special sometimes. Yeah, so, yeah. So I think this is wild because we've yeah. got this, and then now I mean a new home. I mean five years ago, a new home price was what two fifty three hundred median here, and yeah. now it's four hundred nine. Yeah. So holy smokes! So 
The times, like apparently, time passes. Times are a changing, huh? <laughs> time you got passes. A movie, you got a movie price on there? Like, how much was a movie? A quarter? No, a buck. Uh, movie ticket, buck fifty. Actually, yeah, wow. More than a gallon of milk. Still is, but by many fold. And probably more entertaining too. Although some movies now in '71 probably weren't as entertaining yeah, as a gallon. some pretty dry of toast yeah. in them old ones. Yeah, some of them, exactly. The pacing has definitely changed if you watch old movies. That's for sure. What else you got? Yeah. What do we got? Uh, I think that's about it for um, our buzz. I got a couple more things that I would just wanted to mention. Um, so Burlington, I noticed that they're opening over at the 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 mall. I'm mm-hmm. trying to remember what it's called. The, it's the Twin Peaks. It's not Twin Peaks. It's the Village of the Peaks. Gosh, there you go. That one just you did just it. Stumps me sometimes. We got anyway, there. So Burlington, I noticed that they are hiring, and then they're also um, got the drywall up. So okay. I'm guessing just in a few weeks or so they'll. Pretty much be ready to go. So. And I needed edification on this one because I was like, "What's a, what's a Burlington?" And apparently, yeah, yeah. Burlington Coat Factory dropped the Coat Factory and also sells and other stuff. Pretty much, yeah. So I mean, pretty much, it's a clothing store, and then I think they also have housewares too as well. So it's kind of like a Kohl's, but not. <laughs> um, not really sure what the differentiating factor is between yeah. Coles and Burlington. Yeah. And maybe probably do a little bit more investigation into that. But yeah, they used to be around, you know, for a long time as Burlington Coat Factory. And, and I was going to ask what they have because, I mean, clothing shopping in Longmont can be tough. Oh, yeah. So. Well, and, and really, it's not just a pick on Longmont, but it's really any community nowadays. It's yeah. really pretty tough. But yeah. but um, if you want to go shopping, I mean, really, shopping and the mall experience is still alive and well at the Promenade in Loveland. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and then I heard uh, Dryland Distillery. I mean, there's a rumor that they're looking to relocate, and supposedly there's a rumor that they found a Main Street location. So we'll Dryland's at the back of La Vida Bella now? Exactly. And they yeah. found their own so storefront? Really well. So hopefully, yeah. That's cool. what I've heard. So yeah. um, I did. I did get some of that. Took it home for Christmas, and it was pretty good. It's good stuff. Yeah, we gave it as really gifts. Do. Yeah. We gave, you gave us gifts. Yeah, I mean, booze is easy. It is. I yeah. mean, if it's bad, probably yeah, somebody still probably drink it. Exactly. Uh, we had that, and then uh, George Boy's barbecue sauce. Who doesn't, nice. love, who doesn't love some good barbecue sauce? Nice. So shout it's out to them. Yeah. All right, we're going to come back with a special guest. All right, we are joined by Megan Real. Uh, operations manager for Growing Gardens, and Growing Gardens does some great things with community gardening, and I'm paraphrasing, of course, because we're going to ask you a little bit about yourself, so kind of to start off, if you can tell us a little bit about your background and then kind of dive into Growing Gardens. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I've been working with Growing Gardens for nine years now, and we are an organization, an urban agriculture organization. We're based in Boulder. We have some programs throughout the county outside of Boulder. And one of the primary projects that we have is managing community garden locations in the county. Um, but we have a lot of other great programs too that are agriculture-based, some community classes, um, youth programs, summer camps, lots of great things. Fantastic. And then I think of like growing gardens as... Um, I live in the uh, old North Longmont area, so Alta Park has yeah. got that neat little pocket garden that Growing Gardens manages on behalf of the neighborhood. And so um, just a quick shout out if anybody's looking for a garden plot, yes. please reach out to, would it be you or would yes, it be Yes, you can reach else? out to okay. me directly. Yeah. Um, our yep. website is growinggardens.org and you can find all of our contact information there. Perfect. And we'll post it in the show notes too about Megan's contact information if you want to Great. talk to her about anything she says during this interview. No, <laughs> kidding. Um, but, and then how long has Growing Gardens been around? 
21 years now. Oh, yeah, this might really be year cool. 22 that we're approaching. Yeah, and you have a beautiful garden at, at Hawthorne and we do. In Boulder. It's just gorgeous. Yeah, so. we're based on 11 acres in the middle of Boulder. Yeah. Wow. It's incredible. In Boulder. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's really beautiful. Wow. It's really cool. And yeah. then um, you also have a garden here at the Y that you partner with the Y. It's um, a partnership with um, Boulder Valley YMCA. We have about an acre there that we're farming, and all of the produce that's grown on that property is donated to the community in Longmont through various partners. Um, and the neighborhood where the YMCA is located is um, classified as a food desert. So the primary goal there is to increase food availability and specifically fresh, organic locally grown produce nice and how many do you know how many volunteers or i'm taking yep. it's probably a, a pretty volunteer driven effort over there it is we have a lot of volunteer opportunities um, we also have a youth program that we are um, a few years into that we're developing and we have a workshare program out there so individuals can apply to be a part of workshare and between june and october they can come and volunteer it's two hours a week and you go home with a share of produce from the farm mm. that is about thirty dollars worth of organic produce and um, so there's a couple different ways to get involved with the work that's going on out Very there cool. yeah no I, I mean i volunteered up there a little bit and um they were doing some some teaching right the yes. students from, from yes where? um timberline i timberline. believe yeah. is okay. right yeah. over the fence actually yeah um through the park and so the timberline kids come over um several times throughout the year and so we have an educator that's based in longmont and we have a grower that's based on that farm um, we have warm composting and honeybees and a very tiny little orchard and <laughs> a greenhouse. So there's a lot of a lot of good things going on I'm in that property. Getting this imagery of kids from Timberline like crawling over this fence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, it's like, oh my gosh, I need fresh kale. Zombie apocalypse. <laughs> exactly. Scaling it. <laughs> Let me out the radishes. <laughs> yeah. You got any kohlrabi? <laughs> kohlrabi, yeah. So your your opinion on kohlrabi? That's the uh, the vegetable. That oh, I'm, I have to rate vegetables. Well, well we're, we're rating this one because so we had we had Brian from the farmers market and we talked about kohlrabi and he adores it as I do. Yeah. And we had Carol Mara from the extension office who said kohlrabi. Ugh, what's wrong with you? Ooh, so I have to. Yeah. I sort of side with Carol oh. on that, but it's all personal preference. There's a vegetable for everybody out there. Said she she's very political. <laughs> You're like one for three now. I know it's pretty bad. Yeah. Need to get, I, I need to load up with guests that are just pro yeah right. You're gonna have two two requirements to get on this podcast in the future. Do you answer the email? Do you like kohlrabi? And this is just to get back at his wife. Exactly. Uh, Sandy, who uh, is is in your camp. Yes. And so there's, oh, okay. there's a little head-to-head going <laughs> on here. Anti-Cole. Yeah. Anti-Robbie anti people. Yeah. Anti-Robbie. Yeah. Anti-Robbie. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, so um, kind of getting back to the growing garden. So like what's involved in getting a, a garden plot? I, I confess my wife has a plot, but I have no yes. idea what's involved. Yeah. <clears throat> so typically we try and match people with a garden location in their neighborhood um to be as local as possible mm -hmm. we have two locations in longmont and they're actually very close to each other so it's pretty easy when we're talking to folks to match them up with a, an available plot 
Um, but they reach out to us. We have a, a renewal period. That's the period we're in right now where anyone who gardened last year and is eligible to renew, they are going through that process of renewing their plot. And then at the end of that process, we will have a better sense. We growing gardens will have a better sense of how many plots we have available to assign to new gardeners. So typically people are reaching out to us this time of year to find out what that process is. And this year on February 17th at 9 a.m., available plots will be on our website. Wow, like Black Friday. Highest bidders. Black yeah. Friday style. <laughs> it's a first come, first serve. Yeah, people but are I... lining up that, that night, six o'clock the night before. Get, you, get your tent. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, um, it's not quite that intense. Um, As a matter of fact, for the last (laughs) (laughs) at least five years, anyone that's wanted a plot in Longmont, we've had one for them. So So anything you can attribute to that? Because I'm just curious. It looks like Hawthorne is totally bursting at the seams. And maybe I'm just wrong. Hawthorne is its own beast. It's hard for that to be held as the... um, like a standard across the board. That garden is actually 40 some odd years old yeah. so older than growing gardens and um yes it, there is there are the, this particular location that you're referencing is in boulder it's 200 plots um, which is a, an enormous garden um, but i would say the more standardized model is anywhere from 20 to 40 plots so an 11th ave um that's what we have called this garden that's at the um, east terminus of 11th Ave in mm-hmm. Longmont. There are actually two other community gardens at that same location. So there's three gardens total. It's like and the Baker we manage. Yes, right? it's yeah. 11th and Baker. Yeah. yeah. There are about 40 plots there. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and some raised beds, some half plots, which would be 200 square feet, and a full plot is 400 square feet. So hopefully something that meets everybody's needs, depending on what they're looking for. And then Alta, the mm-hmm. community garden, yeah. yes, yeah. Um, that is 16 plots. So a little bit on the smaller side mm-hmm. um, and plots are 10 by 10, which also meets a need because some people, it takes a lot of time and energy and effort to um, garden 400 square feet. So it's really nice to have all the options in a relatively, you know, in the same neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it's kind of like when my wife goes over and and like weeds her little plot, and then says, you know, what have you been doing all day long? I'm like weeding the yard. Right. Yeah, <laughs> the enormous compost bin full of weeds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's yeah. got. She's what outsourcing for her problems. She's well, got like. What's great about on. that too is she gets all giddy about it. like, look, I grew parsley. Great, we've been growing parsley for ten years here. Yeah, I don't know what. <laughs> Sorry, Skinny. Shots fired. <laughs> anyway, so no, I, I think it's a it's a it's a great endeavor, it really is. And then um, we we just kind of get anxious because we want people to kind of use the garden space because before that, I don't know if you knew, but you probably do. But we used to be a really old, rundown building, and mm. and then part of the park redevelopment project as well as the neighborhood kind of project was to figure out what to do with that building and so it was eventually decided to raise it which was wonderful the city took care of that and then made the community garden there so it's really cool yes i think all that was happening right before i came on board so uh, my first season with growing gardens was the first season we had plots available yeah no it's cool and from what i understand it's been a uh, that impact on the neighborhood has been significant in terms of having a community space and 
one that's productive and, and bringing people together. And yeah, yeah. So it's been really cool. And then kind of on the flip side, or just a segue, I wanted to talk to you about Rogers Grove. I think mm-hmm. we originally were kind of talking about the Boulder County Fair area, and that's not at all the garden that we're talking about. Yeah. Because Growing Gardens is not affiliated with the Boulder County Fair grounds, grounds gardens. Those right. are done by CSU. That's extension. correct. The CSU Extension Office manages the plots that are um, at the fairgrounds themselves. But just north of the fairgrounds um, is Rogers Grove Park, and mm-hmm. that is a location that we've had a, a garden, um, a community garden space. It actually, that park has had a lot of different, um, it's had a it's had a lot of different variations in terms of what they offer in the park. So the space that has been a community garden was originally um, a demonstration arboretum. And the city of Longmont approached Growing Gardens, I want to say five years ago, um, to say, we're not going to keep this space an arboretum, but is there the potential to make it a community garden? So we worked with them to kind of um, reconfigure the infrastructure there, uh, put in some irrigation and, and make it available for gardeners. And it's a perfect example of how, um, it's great to try something like that. What we found is there was a lot of confusion in the public, um, because with the public, because Just there's general confusion, general with the confusion. <laughs> there's a pick, there's like a, an orchard in that same yes. park that is available for everybody to pick. And so the biggest challenge that we've had, I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. The biggest wow. challenge we've had at Rogers Grove is theft. Cow. So, so they'd pick, season like, after stuff? season, people would go and pick their fruit at the orchard, but then the the produce kept disappearing no. at Rogers Grove. And when we took a look at what it would take to put in a different fence and kind of reconfigure it again, the um, that was all in a discussion with um, the city of Longmont and yeah. Growing Gardens. We were talking about, you know, what could be the future of that space. And then they went and revisited the master plan for the park and decided that in the end, that location is probably better as a, like a demonstration pollinator garden. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, um, that gave us the opportunity to, um, like funnel anyone who had been gardening at growing gardens and wanted to continue gardening into either Alta or 11th Ave, which is what we're in the process of doing now. And how many plots were at Rogers Grove? There are 20 plots. Oh, okay. There were 20 plots there. Are there. Pretty more, more than I thought there would be. Yeah. yeah. And they're varying sizes as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think with any community project, especially grassroots community projects, you try something until it doesn't work and then you, you know, reimagine it and try something else until that works. But um, yeah, who, I'm not really sure what the what else is involved in the the master plan for Rogers Grove, but that's yeah. something. Well, who knew we at. had orchards there? I, so it shows you the, the <laughs> yeah. guys on Side Dish podcast here. We're supposed to know stuff. Well, we we don't really know facts. We claim factual. to know a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, yeah. do you have a fact checking session? Oh, we after well, if no. somebody says like, "Hey, you're wrong," we're like, "Hey, yeah, we, we're wrong." That's yeah. fine. We're <laughs> <totally>, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Fully, like acknowledging that exactly, know, this is a little yeah. positive here. So. Yeah, we are. Uh, one of our listeners, John, actually reminded me the other day. He goes, you know, you guys describe where things are. Yeah. Often I'm sitting here yelling at the radio, going, "But you're wrong. It's not there. It's not there." Yeah. You know, like I think we talked about parallel. Lo- we talked about parallel streets one time. Yeah. Like it's Hover and Main. You know, like that. That doesn't make yeah. any sense. It's not, there's no intersection of Hover and Main. <laughs> so they run parallel. Anyway. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. 
Well, we're, we're not perfect. We're not perfect. Yeah, no. so we'll tell you all about all the errors now. That's what we'll just flip it around. We'll just tell you about the history of our show <laughs> and all the mistakes. That That's right. <laughs> so what else can you tell us about growing gardens that maybe I haven't asked you or maybe you want to offer up? Yeah, um, I think one of the exciting things I'd just love to share is our um, Cultiva Youth Project at the YMCA is in its second year, basically, second full year. Um, but we have a lot of opportunities for kids to get involved, too, um, on that property, whether it's um, through our partnership with I Have a Dream Foundation or yeah. um, applying to be a Cultiva Youth member of um, that program. So we are really excited to be in Longmont and in your community. And we'd love for people to come out and volunteer, come meet us on the farm. Nice. Yeah. So tell us a little about what Cultiva is because yeah. you, you're sounding like everybody should know what that is. That's but true. But I don't yes. know if everybody knows it's, what that is. So, <laughs> so it's a, a program where youth come out in the summer and they help on the farm. A lot of it is education-based, um, how to grow your own food. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do a lot with cooking classes and um, teaching some of the basics of beekeeping and just how to how to operate an urban farm, basically. Um, I think last year we had about five or six youth to really take up the pilot program um, at the YMCA. It's modeled off of a program we've been running in Boulder for several years now. And um, our goal is really to have the opportunity to engage with youth who maybe don't have um, the same opportunities for summer jobs or um, outdoor experiences. So we're we're hoping to reach a lot of different demographics and neighborhoods and yeah. have people out Those and really on the farm in the summer. Yeah. And yeah. I think if I recall correctly, like the one in Boulder would go to the farmer's market, the kids would, and they'd actually sell the vegetables. And I don't know if that's we the same We did do that for quite a while. Okay. Yeah. And now we've transitioned that into a CSA model. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. So okay. we almost host our own little mini farmer's market um, in that the CSA members come directly to the farm and meet the kids and pick up their share of the produce. Um, and with the workshare program in Longmont, we're, we're trying something just slightly different. We don't have a, a traditional CSA where you would just pay up front for the vegetables and come for your share each week. We're doing the, the work um, trade program, which has met the need for a lot of families um, with that food um, accessibility issue that we're trying to promote. And then um, there's different various like volunteer opportunities for the Cultiva Youth in Longmont too. So it's the name of the program, but really you just get to come play on the farm, work hard, play hard. It's mm-hmm. great. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I like those. Yeah, that sounds like a nice experience for Because not everybody has that privilege to That's right. have space. That's right. Yeah, and yeah. connect with nature in right. a whole different way. Well, Megan, we really appreciate you being on. Yeah, and thanks for having thank me. Thank you very much for all you do. <laughs> thank you. Thanks. All right, it was great having Megan on, talk about growing gardens, and if people want to get uh, plots for gardening, I'll put a posting on the show notes as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. not everybody has access to that. I mean, yeah, it's... I mean, it's really great. And again, you know, I tease about it, you know, but um, I've loved gardening for years, but it has uh, given Sandy an opportunity, uh, my wife, my wife, to uh, <laughs> to, go, <laughs> to garden, you know, some other vegetables or other things she likes. I mean, zucchini really can't oh, thrive in so our... Got... Zucchini can't thrive in our garden because I have a curse with zucchini. And probably it, everybody's laughing at me and just going, everybody can grow zucchini. I thought it was one but, of those things where you're like, no, 
I've got it all, like, it's all plotted. Oh, no, no, my no, map, no. I've mapped out. No. You have no say. No, 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 no. Well, she can grow. I, that sounds really sexist. No, she can grow whatever <laughs> she wanted to. Or, Just not in my yard. Not in my yard, no. <laughs> um, she doesn't love the yard because it's not very orderly. She's a very orderly person. Yeah. Mine's much more cottage garden, as kind of Carol was describing. Right. You know, mine's much more like that. And if she had her way, it would be like this perfect French manicured garden. Mm. Yeah, so it's not that way. Need is a pin. All right, so let's go on to events. Um, I have the Fly Tying Expo, um, Saturday, February 1st, for those people who like to fly fish, as I do. This is kind of cool. It's the American... You fly fish? I do. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, I totally fly fish. You never share anything. (laughs) You're so guarded. I am so guarded. No. So, uh, in fact, I tie my own flies, too. A little bit of news there for Eric, it's more and more interesting every time. It's just crazy. American Legion Auxiliary Unit 32 at 315 South Bowen Street. Um, That's here in Longmont. It is admission of $20, which includes lunch, a raffle ticket for a guided North Platte float trip. Wow. Hmm. And uh, that's pretty neat. If you're under 12, it's free. Uh, so the Laughing Grizzly Fly Shop is going to co-host their Fly Tying Expo, and they're going to have 30 expert fly tires from around the state. Um, they're going to talk about patterns and uh, learn crash course. Actually, attendees can learn uh, the patterns and how to tie flies and all these tips and pointers and all that sort of thing. Did, but anyway. Does it really make a difference what the flies look like? It does. Does it? Yeah. Okay. Although for me, I tie one, pretty much one fly. Yeah. And it's one that I just kind of was like, I made it up, and it's been successful for me. And so my friend Kevin would be like, yeah, it's the, I call it the Polish classic. Um, of course you Because I am Polish. Uh, so, yeah, and, and just uh, Kevin, my friend that I go fishing with every once in a while, just laughs because it's pretty much, I only use one. Yeah, whatever. Works yeah. for you, works for it you. It does. So I've got the Rocky Mountain Steam Fest 2020, the 7th annual. So nice. I like this one. I think this is pretty cool. I would. I just feel like. Well, this is seventh annual. And this is Boulder County, so I'm pretty sure this kind of thing wasn't going on back in like 1990 when I would have needed something like this. Yeah. No. No. no you know. No. But I did science, technology, entrepreneurship, arts, and making. You'll experience all the fun that you can possibly imagine under one roof at Rocky Mountain Steam Fest 2020, seventh annual, with over a hundred indoor hands-on activities. This event has something for everyone, no matter how young or old, tall or small, nerdy or not. He's kind of talking on the stump right now. Brady is literally standing on top of a chair yeah. and pontificating right, right now. Yeah, Bellowing <laughs> out there on a soapbox. Cool. So they've got stuff like drones, combat robots, ooey-gooey uh, experiments, burning and exploding things. Not kidding. High-tech and fine arts, making and building, learning. Food trucks, uh, great beer, awesome spirits. Like, this just seems like a pretty sweet event. That is really cool. Yeah. You know, they, they always probably need volunteers, too. So, probably. You know, if, so, you don't, if you don't want to build the thing, maybe you could manage. Maybe. So, Saturday and out. Sunday, March 7th and 8th, uh, 10 to 5. So, they're saying, you know, don't get there too late. There's a lot of cool stuff going on. And I, I got to say, there's some pretty pretty neat stuff in there. Um, I had an RC car when I was a kid. You know, if there was, like, oh, yeah. an RC car fest or something yeah. like that, that could have been cool to go to. But we didn't have this kind of thing. No, no. My brother had Cox planes. You'd, you'd fill them up with gasoline, and then you'd you'd fly them in a circle because it was attached to a string. So you'd go out there and get really dizzy and be like flying the <laughs> It was it made so much. Well, in fact, I'm getting like a, a an emotional memory of like the smell of that really bad gas. But anyway, um, I have beer and ha- ha- sorry. Let me try it again. Beer and hymns, cheesy love songs edition. Over at the Dickens Opera House, it's February 16th, 5.30 to 8 p.m. 
Uh, join us for a sing-along of old school hymns mixed in with cheesy love songs to celebrate the season of love. Oh. Bring your friends, your special someone or, or someone you know, and maybe meet someone special. Hmm. Mm. Okay. Uh, let's see. Join us and sing like no one's listening. I got to say, if you meet somebody there, you're, you're probably looking for somebody with a sense of humor. I, I'm guessing that when, uh, you know, like the Pina Colada song or, oh. or, or like Mandy or a lot of Mandalo going on over here. I don't. Yeah. So. Say, yeah. say Brandy. <laughs> Ooh, Looking Glass. Yeah, yeah Looking right, Glass. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Uh, let's see. And then we also have the distillery tour from Long Tucky Spirits, hmm. uh, Thursday, 6 to 7 p.m. Experience Long Tucky Spirits, Spirits Grain to Glass Distillery. So you learn about farmers' custom built alembic pot stills and barrel maturation. And it's January 30th from 6 to 7. And let's see. Um, this one kind of cracked me up. It's called Coffee with a Geek. Uh. It's the last Thursday of every month from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And this is over at La Bella Vida. And you can go and visit with like an IT person. And they will help you with troubleshooting software and other things. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Neat. So Apple products set up, uh, Windows, uh, malware problems. Is that email a scam or real? Um, hmm. Operating system corruption. Stop calling. Backup, yeah. Stop calling your your kids. Oh, it's right. It's it's probably good for me as I enter my more advanced ages. I can go over there and get some some stuff. So what you cool. worked fine before you were here last time. Yeah. What did you do to this thing? <laughs> you touched it and all just went to heck on you. Exactly. This is exactly. your fault. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that does it for another edition of Side Dish. Um, want to thank Andy Epler for our intro music, and also thanks to Clandestine Amigo Unsatisfied for our music this episode find us at info so no yeah send us stuff at info at sidedishlongmont.org yeah and if you have music that you want us to play on the air please reach out to us at the same email address and send us your music and yeah. we'll credit you on the show and hopefully generate some interest in in your band local local music and send your opinions on kohlrabi that's by, right by all means that's the deep topic <laughs> I'm